0: Spooky Horses, the spooktacular.
1: (laughs) Welcome to No Bucks Given, the equestrian podcast where we have honest conversations about the horse industry. We have a special episode for you guys today in the Spirit of Halloween where we're discussing spooky horses. <laughs> I'm joined by my trainer and friend Melissa Gallagher, who's an equine emotional specialist and has years and years of experience dealing with horses of all different shapes and sizes and problems. Melissa is very familiar with spooky horses mm-hmm. as am I and we have we each have unique Perspectives on what can cause it, Melissa. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. So, how like how often do you deal with like especially spooky horses, and how do you differentiate between a spooky horse and a horse that spooks?
0: Interesting. I deal with a lot, <clears throat> and um, I would say you have to figure out the why.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, uh, is it? Based on past experiences. Right. Is it nature?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, did that horse come out a little more fearful? Which means in the wild, it's wild. It's probably going to be more successful. Yeah. Right? So you have to understand that and then work within it to show them that they can have confidence. You know, do they need... A lot of them lack self-confidence. And um, something that's definitely going to be your point, is it <laughs> pain-related?
1: Okay.
0: Um, is it also made worse by past training experiences. You know, how was it handled before? Right. So I'm looking at all of that and assessing how I'm going to help that horse get through it.
1: I like that. Yeah. So why don't, you know, I think we're going to go over our top five ways of dealing with spookiness in horses, but why don't we just briefly touch on what you're um, going towards, which is the most common causes we see. Because understanding the cause is as you just said, the most important way, the most, the most important step in figuring out how to address the spookiness. So what I personally see most often is horses that are spooky, especially the ones that are pretty reasonable and then suddenly are starting to spook at something. And it seems kind of arbitrary. Like, you know, I remember my horse, Wesley, like he would occasionally just like, especially in the winter time, as it started getting Mm -hmm. colder, Mm -hmm. he would just like pick an arena of the, Pick a corner of the arena that was like my problem, (laughs) and he was just like, I have nothing to do with that arena. There are demons there. I see ghosts. I see dead people. I hate that arena. That I hate that corner of the arena. And it was the same corner of the arena. Nothing changed. But looking back now, I really feel like horses that start displaying that sort of behavior, it's typically a pain response, and it is an evasion. You know, I had like a coach tell me like, you know, that's an evasion. He's being bad, which it's true. It is an Mm evasion. I do. Believe that it is them trying to get out of work at some level, but I think it's because of pain. Right. I Why don't are think they trying to get out of that? Right, yeah. I think I don't think it's arbitrary. Right. So what I see most often is. You know, a lot of the times they do start getting spooky in the colder seasons. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, that can be um, very often because as it gets colder, they get colder, the ground gets harder and they just get a little bit tighter muscularly um, the same way we do because of the cold. I also think sometimes the changes of the season, especially with the fall, because there's so much like. Rain and thunderstorms. I think mm-hmm. that a lot of horses can get ulcery around that time. And the grass so, drops off. Yeah, the grass changes. Mm-hmm. Their feed situation might change. Um, a lot of horses even move or they have a break at break at some point in the fall. So you know their routine is different. So
0: I think there's also when the deer are in rut oh, and the deer are moving.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Especially I think that in has a lot area. to do.
0: And then there's you yeah. know gunshots in our area, and right there's that's going to change the horses.
1: Yeah, that's actually really insightful. I hadn't really thought about that before, but that's very true. (laughs) So I look to more like a physical problem. You know, I think that there are genuinely many horses that, like, are just born more spooky and reactive, the Mm -hmm. same way some humans are just born more anxious. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do like to rule out physical pain. Sure.
0: I think that's really smart. Absolutely. you got to start there. Yeah. Yeah. check that off the list, (laughs) you know, ulcers, Yeah. check that off the list. Right. So I go through all that hormones. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to take all that away. What's left. Okay. Is it still spooky?
1: Right.
0: Then we'll go into desensitizing and how to handle it. Um, If it's that one corner, I have a great exercise for that. Do you want to hear it?
1: Yeah, of course I do. Okay. So this is going to be number one. Okay. This This is is our number one tip. Okay.
0: So if you have that one area of the ring that okay. you, it's just always an issue. <laughs> make that the area that they get a break and that you dismount.
1: Oh. So that okay. is the
0: only area. Okay. That you stop. Okay. Pat on them. They rest. Okay. The whole rest of the arena is work, 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 work. Okay. And then you coast into that scary spot at whatever speed. You know, just walk if they're going to spook yeah. at it. Get as close as you can safely. Right. And then you get a little bit closer each time. But that's the area that they rest. Awesome. And then within a few rides, they're going to be, like, dragging you to that spooky <laughs> corner. <laughs> but it's, like, making the, the hard thing easy.
1: Awesome. So make the hard thing easy. Make that one area, you know. Inviting. Inviting. What about, so let's get to number two. What about at like shows or new situations and a horse is spooking at something they don't really know or don't understand?
0: That, once you're at the show, there's only so much you can do, right? That's This true. is so much homework right? that has to happen. Really tra-
1: okay, let's say you go off property to your, let's say you're in a schooling situation. So mm-hmm. let's say you go to a clinic and your horse is spooking at something new and you do have the opportunity
0: to, to, to train them
1: it. and work right. through it. What might be something that you do?
0: You know I always have my rope halter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna groundwork them in a, a way that's gonna unlock the body okay. to relax the mind.
1: Okay. And so I like that a lot.
0: It's gonna be working the ribs, you know, getting the, the middle moving, getting the shoulders freer, um, and doing a lot of the the facial Things that we talked about before, lowering the head, yeah. um, getting those yawns. Even if I have to stick my finger in, in the little you know, the side of the mouth and just get them working the mouth if they're that anxious, yeah. that alone will just trigger a physiological release.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so I'll do a lot of that. I'm not going to get on a horse that I think is going to be really dangerous at a show.
1: Yeah, that's really do a lot smart. Of
0: groundwork. A lot of figure eights I do okay. in horsemanship when a horse is like that. I'm going to change direction quite a bit and make it a flow. okay change direction change move the shoulder and then move the shoulder this way and then move the shoulder back to the other so it's it's not just lunging it is purposeful and clearly helping the horse let go of that tension because just and I just had this happen at the show last week Um, I groundworked a horse that was too much for one of my students and then she got on and had a great ride well the next morning she said well I lunged her, but then I got on, and she felt like she still had this big hump in her back. <laughs> like, what the heck? I lunged her for a while. Yeah. I said, well, lunging. Yeah. It might take some of the energy down, but if you've got a horse that she happened to be in season, raging season,
1: yeah.
0: and she had a big hump, and so you need to do more purposeful groundwork exercises.
1: I would love to do a lunging episode with you. I I don't even think it could be a episode. I mean, lunging is lunging is just such a, A because I agree. I think, you know, maybe this goes into tip number three, lunging for spooky horses, um i think a lot of the time people just send their horse out on a big circle and mm-hmm. they think oh well, i'm gonna tire them out right. and then they won't be as spooky at a show and it can actually like maybe it helps a little bit but also it can rev the horse up mm, you're so just, you're making him fitter too yeah no you and that yeah there's a point of like you're just making that horse super fit. <laughs> right. and you're not <laughs> working the mind and you're not that's the thing so like Instead of lunging a horse, you're doing this groundwork. Mm -hmm. But what if people don't have the experience of groundwork that you do? Are there any, like, mental exercises they could do instead or anything else that you would recommend? For the rider? Yeah, for the rider to do with the horse. Like, let's say you get to the show. Like, let's say someone's listening to this right now Mm -hmm. on the way to, like, a show and their horse is a little bit spooky can they like what i like to do is i like to go just walk around like hand walk all around the property um and then like i like to but i like to not just walk i like to like walk and stop
0: Walk and stop and back
1: up. And that is groundwork, but that's that's not like the more complicated experience groundwork that you have. No, and I'm glad
0: you said that because I do that with every single horse. Okay. Unless it's a very experienced show horse, and I don't need to. But all horses that are new to showing, that's what we do first. Yeah. And that purposeful handling. Yes. You know, it's not just walking them around.
1: No, it's It's not dragging them around. It's not letting you drag them around. No, I'll
0: change my pace as well. Go walk really slow. And then I'll pick up my step, and I want them to keep up without me having to give any cues. It already changes the relationship before you get on. Right. And then I do a lot of, you know, and you don't have to have a ton of experience in groundwork to do this. You can just disengage the hindquarter and move the shoulder. Without having a lot of experience, it's, you know, it might be a little bit awkward at first, but embrace that. Um, and so just keep your horse's shoulders still, keep the front feet still, and ask the hindquarter to move around it. And then do the same with the hind quarter. Yeah. And just doing that will unlock some things in the body. Drop the head. Where is that? Mm. Are you getting licks and chews? Or is that tension staying? Look at the lips. Mm.
1: Look at the eyes.
0: That's going to be, that's a huge indicator for me about safety. Okay. I'm not gonna get on if I look at that horse's face and it looks like it's gonna buck me off. Okay. We've got work to do. <laughs> you can flex, you know, take the neck, bend it, flex the atlas a little bit. Okay. Those
1: things will help release tension. Okay, so some not fancy groundwork things you can yeah. do at a show. Walk, halt, back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I do I don't love how many people use backup as like a reprimand. That's not how I mm-hmm. use backup. Mm-hmm. Um but like just a little a few steps of backup yeah, I think four. are useful. Yeah. Um and then bending them around, maybe even doing like a little bit of like a, do you think carrot stretches would be helpful to just get like them engaged with you? Yeah, I mean that can and certainly stretching work. and flexing. It's not stretching quite, and flexing. Yeah, some stretching it's and flexing to kind of help unlock their body. Right. Okay. So do you have any what what other what other tips do you have for spooky horses? Number four.
0: Okay, this is a, a safety thing. Okay. For the rider. Okay. Learn how to disengage the hind Learn a one rein stop. Okay. That's it.
1: <laughs> well, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, I should do a video on that.
0: But it's being able to take one rein. You okay. slide your arm down one side. Okay. I like my horses to do it. On, they have to know it on both. Okay. Um, I'll slide it down. And then wherever your arm naturally goes, you bring then bring that to your sternum. And the okay. hind should go around the front end. Now, if you're in an emergency situation, it is best that you have practiced this a lot with your horse. Because it has to be a reflex for the rider.
1: That's so funny. I have the reflex. Like if a horse, like I can so quickly, like just from having a really spooky horse, I can walk a horse out in the buckle, and as soon as they spook, I can grab the reins and slide them up immediately. Right. And that's like that is that it's a, it's not quite the same, but that is it's a reflex that you just get from having spooky. Because you, you can't it. think about it. There's no, no you, time. Yeah, you have it to. It has practice to be your yeah. action. Yeah,
0: you know, your reaction right. really. And so, I can't tell you how many times that saved my life. I wish it was the first thing I learned. It's the first thing I okay. taught my son. Yeah. And I teach it to all my students. Okay. But I didn't learn it until I was like 28.
1: Okay. Um,
0: wow. And it's a lifesaver because it'll stop yeah. a, a bronc. It'll stop a buck. It'll stop a rear. It'll stop a leap. It'll it, – I mean –
1: yeah it's I huge that's so interesting because i'd never like i don't think i learned what i learned which is very similar i didn't learn it like no one taught me that that just came from literally having a spooky <laughs> horse that took <laughs> off with me all the time <laughs> and how much ptsd do you have from that <laughs> oh i mean he can like look up and i'll do it like i and it's i have no control over that like right. or back yeah yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah like in any horse like i'll feel them like just like drop their back a little bit, even if they're not going to spook, and I just like immediately have, have I have immediately whatched like just like, and I'm not even grabbing them in the mouth. I just like I like my hands are out like in front of the crest of their neck, and I have a grip on their reins if they bowl, basically. But it's, it's super smart, like that's super common sense to just teach everyone. And one rein
0: is really good because okay. if you have two horses, right. will want to
1: yeah, you're going totally against right. that yeah. I'm sorry. Oh my yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, that pressure with two is yeah. is changes so the bad, mental it changes the mental it makes you yeah. feel trapped right yeah. So that's one like one rain stop is like god where we live yes yeah. Yeah. Like everyone learns one rain stop That's super right? interesting and i guess what we've been told is like you practice it a million times practice it a million, a million times before you go out and do anything so that when you do pull around because you don't want to pull too fast right you want to like i mean you, you, as fast as you're, you need to but like If they aren't flexible like that, too. Right. Then it's not going to work.
0: Your horse has to be soft in the mouth. Right. And you have to be able to bend. And I learned this, actually, as if I hadn't known it for 15 years. I learned the hard way again last fall. (laughs) (laughs) Getting on a two-year-old that I didn't breed and that came to me for uh, behavioral issues. And I was like oh yeah I really should have spent more time teaching that flexion because when I went to go for the one rain stop it wasn't there and my horses that I breed did it fall oh no it bronked me
1: oh my God nine
0: times and then I bailed
1: oh wow and I
0: hadn't ever come out of my roping saddle yeah. ever until that day
1: that's so interesting and
0: I was like wow but it was like I wasn't practiced enough with that horse and I hadn't started um someone else's problem child in, in a few years. I'd only done my own homebreds and they already know how to bend so much better before I ever get to that stage because Mm -hmm. I have worked on flexion and bending on the ground their whole life. So it's like, I don't have to really teach it to them so much, um, until the bit, you know, you have to teach them to soften to the bit, but I, I, I had a harsh lesson last fall again. You know, you need those little reminders. Awesome. That's
1: awesome. All right, so number four is a pulley rein.
0: A one rein stop. One rein stop. Disengage I of the get, hind quarter.
1: So pony clubbers. So you're saying one rain one rein stop. What pony clubbers call it is a pulley rein. Okay. Yeah. It's and so basically what we do is basically like you fix one you fix one hand and the other hand is what stops the horse. Okay. Yeah. And so you have the outside like slowing them down as well. It doesn't have as much flexion, but
0: mine, yeah, it's just it's a it's you stop the front end. Yeah. And you send that nine <laughs> quarter <laughs> you around slide it. Slide
1: it around, yeah. And
0: I always tell people to come here because okay. if you come up or you come too far back So
1: come to your Come to your
0: sternum. Sternum, okay Because You can flip a horse doing this the wrong way. Right. So that that is the safest way that I can teach everyone. Just go right there. Okay. Because if you come up too high, you can, and they're in in a bad behavior, they can actually go that way and flip. Okay. And you don't want to do that. Obviously. Okay. <laughs> and then what you just say really quick, and the reason why it's called a one rein stop is because you
1: use one rein, there's no pressure on the other rein for the purpose they don't feel trapped.
0: Yes, yes. It's very important with the, the one rein stop. The reason I like using one rein in a very tense, dangerous situation that can arise where you need it is because two reins can make a horse feel trapped or more anxious or want to run. You know, like the, I learned yeah. this a lot with thoroughbreds and yeah. racehorses. Like if you yeah. take that contact, they're like, let's yeah. go. Yeah. And so it takes all that anxiety away. There's something magical about doing work okay. with one rein.
1: No, that's super interesting because we were always like taught that our safety thing was the pulley rein and that's like contact on both sides. Right. So it's very interesting to think about just engaging one side. And you know, and there's certainly yeah. not
0: one one way. One only one exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah, this no, is and, what I right. have found to work and why the reason I like that one rein approach.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. So, okay, so horse takes off, you have a one rain stop. one rain stop. Number five. Okay. For spooky horses. Let's talk, so I think we've talked about, like, situational, mm-hmm. but what if you just have a horse that's spooky in general? Desensitization. Okay, so what's that look like to you? Okay. Because a buzzword right now is mm-hmm. flooding. Yes. With desensitization. I agree. Can you define that quickly for me? Yes,
0: you can. Um, I don't want to numb the horses. Okay. I just want to help them gain confidence.
1: I like that. Right? So you're gently exposing them to things, giving them the confidence sure. to not be scared of a new thing. But you're not just, like, taking them to a clinic and throwing a tarp over their head. No.
0: <laughs> you know, And I do that, too, right?
1: But but you work up to it.
0: I work up to it. Yeah. And it's <sighs> – this is such a hard one that um, takes a lot of years of experience because you can just overdo it. And, again, I think fear is also uh, what happens – the the why of flooding. Okay. From you know, I think people are like I have to do this and I have to just throw everything at them.
1: Yeah, well, it's I like, think what what I've noticed is that like people take a if if they're like if they're in this world at all, people maybe take a desensitizing clinic like once. Mm-hmm. A year, if that. A lot of people literally have just done it, like, once with their horse. And it's, like, you wouldn't do anything else once and expect results. And you'd
0: throw everything at them at one time. Right.
1: Like, it's not like you would, like – like, you know, I know a lot of dressage people who, like, take a horse to a desensitization clinic. And there are, like, literally 30 obstacles or whatever (laughs) set up. And they take the horse through and then they go on their way. But, like, it's not like you would go – to a jumping clinic and go jump five feet and right. then just go home. And then, like, that's it. Yeah. We jump for the year. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think it has to be a lifestyle.
1: Yeah. You that know? Makes
0: sense. And, you know, Flash doesn't get it. Like, right. she, you know, yeah. I should do more with well, her. Honestly. Go, she
1: would go to war. But yeah. she goes to war. She's the apocalypse She's source. fine. Yeah. She's
0: amazing. But, you know, we have um, the leprechaun a inflatable
1: oh you have an inflatable I have, leprechaun. A, I
0: have an inflatable tube man that that's is awesome. a leprechaun so we use that oh, you have a
1: tube man that's no, no, great do you put it in the arena mm-hmm. it's in the arena oh my god have you seen the one of the tube man twerking <laughs> that would be they, great like, they like you just like weigh down the front of it oh and, and then, like, then it does it <laughs> I'm gonna try to open up your hips for <laughs> we're gonna do it
0: <laughs> so I have that I have the tarps I have the the whole working at course even yeah it's great yeah, they're absolutely. afraid of the bull a lot of time yeah um, and we have oh we have this really awesome so with two jump standards and we one of my students built these poles over it and then hung shower curtain strips and they go through the shower curtain <laughs> and so it's like hanging and you ride awesome. you ride through it
1: yeah that's um, super helpful for trail rides though because sometimes I'll be out in a trail ride and like the only way to get where you need to go is like through a bush yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? Vines, or like, this oh, is a yeah, big vines. one. I desensitize the legs a lot. Yeah, I ro- legs I'll rope important. the hind legs. You need to have experience to do that. But even right. if you just take a flag
1: yeah. and
0: desensitize the, the hind legs especially, because anything can happen yeah. when you're out trail riding. You can get, they can get stuck in a vine. And if they learn to not panic, or a great one, this is a wonderful example. Um, one of my horses at a competition, there was like slats in between the boards in a stall. Okay. And he was eating. And he got angry at his neighbor, and he kicked the wall, and his foot went right through.
1: Oh my goodness! The two panels. Oh my goodness! And he was hung,
0: like up. And you know what he didn't do? He didn't break his leg, because he didn't panic.
1: Wow! Because I had
0: roped the hind legs enough that when he was stuck in that position, or just desensitized that area, yeah. that he, I've taken his legs and held them up. Yeah. Right. And then they had to sawzall. His leg out of the wall. Wow. And he had very minor scrapes. That's incredible. He didn't tear anything. He didn't break anything. That could have been such a different scenario.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. That could have been the end. So that's not like a
0: spooky horror story, but just, you know, along the same vein of...
1: Well, and that speaks to, like, doing that desensitization and having a partnership with them that teaches them to, like, actually process and think through yes. things instead of just always having a reaction to something. Horses, right, they're
0: they're prey. So yeah. th- the good ones are more reactive. Yeah. But just like we were, we were talking about earlier in emo- mm-hmm. <laughs> emotional health and wellness, it's just like humans. If you have a, a human that's very overreactive yeah. to everything – They need to work on that. Yeah. And so it's the same with, it's the same with horses. Like they can learn how to be just more calm and more confident and not react.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool.
0: It keeps you alive also, (laughs) which we like.
1: (laughs) Keeps everyone alive. So that, those were our five tips. I'm going to tell them back to you. And you tell me if I'm right. Okay. Okay. So first of all, we, we checked it on causes. And there are, I think, sometimes physical causes, sometimes emotional causes. Sometimes nature. that's nurt- that's nature. Mm-hmm. That's what the horse is. So number one was the probably physical cause of your horse is suddenly spooky and it, you know, might be... They might just be picking an area to spook at. Um, And all of this goes with the disclaimer. All of these tips are for horses that have already been thoroughly checked over. Mm -hmm. I just want to like restate that, um, you know, please, like if your horse is spooky at all, have them thoroughly looked over for ulcers, Mm -hmm. back pain, any sort of physical pain that might be causing them to want to evade and act out.
0: Absolutely. These
1: tips are for horses that have already had all of that checked and cleared by a vet and a bodywork professional. Um, so number one is the work is the make the corner that they're spooking at their oasis. Mm-hmm. Number two is. Oh, number two is at a show um, or any stressful oh, yeah, situation to go. do groundwork mm-hmm. um, before you get on. Number three is that the groundwork that you're doing doesn't necessarily have to be fancy groundwork. It can be um, walking around the area and stopping. It can be walking around the area and stopping and backing up. It can be doing some stretches. It can be just moving the horse's body around Mm -hmm. a little bit so that they start to soften and just have that relationship with you where, yes, we are in a new place, but I am keeping tabs on you. Teach your horse
0: to yield. That's another really good one. Oh, okay. Right? Yielding on the ground – Side hind passing. Yeah,
1: hindquarters okay. and front end. Yeah. Okay. If you want to restate
0: that. Right, because we did talk about just doing the, you know, moving the hind quarter, moving the shoulder. But you can also just teach them side passing on the ground, okay. leg yielding on the ground, whatever leg you want to call it. Leg yielding on the ground. Okay. Um, and that will help soften everything. And if there's a lot of tension in it, then, you know, you're going to have some tension there to work <laughs> through.
1: Number four is the one range stop. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. If the best should learn that. You, you'll do a video on that before I will. we release this. Um, I number will. five is for overall spooky horses, but really probably for any horse, doing desensitization mm-hmm. to build their confidence. Not flooding. Mm. Not flooding. <laughs> Not throwing everything in the kitchen sink at mm-hmm. them. All right. Before we wrap up this spooky <laughs> mini episode. spectacular. Spooktacular. <laughs> spook-tacular <laughs> Do you have any parting words of wisdom for people going through um, you know, managing a spooky horse, especially as the temperatures start to drop?
0: Mm, this is my least favorite time of
1: year. Yeah, it's mine too. I <laughs> well actually I love the fall, but deep winter just everyone feels bad. The That's horses why I'm not all here. feel bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> some of us lucky bitches go to go to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um Yeah. And and it's like, Oh, getting around that time. <laughs> Time to start packing. Melissa uh, is peacing out. Yes, yes, because I choose life. No, <laughs> um, I think trying to remain calm. Yeah. I love for that. For us is really important. And that's not easy to do, you know. When you know you're dealing with a spooky horse, it's not fun. Yeah. You know? And if you don't know when it's coming, you know, so I do a lot of just That's where the meditation comes in and the breath work. And sometimes I have to stop myself and like, just take a minute. Okay. Assess the situation. And a lot of times if you're not safe under saddle, get off. I love that. Just, you're not going to, he's not winning. Right. (laughs) Right. Just be safe. Do
1: something
0: else when you get off. Yes. Get off and groundwork immediately. Yeah. Um, I don't get off and like pat them and say,
1: okay, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to get off and I'm going to disengage that hind quarter real fast Yeah,
1: that's and, cool. I'm gonna, and
0: I'm going to, and I'm going to move the shoulder and then I'm going to back them up. Okay. Um, and all in pretty quick succession. And then I might then go grab the rope halter and do a groundwork session before I get on again, because there's just, it's just not worth it.
1: I love that. I think, I think that that's really, that's really true. in just being flexible with your training when horses have different anxieties and different needs and strengths. And I totally agree with you. I think that our emotions being stable for them, especially if it's a more anxious horse or they're in a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. Like one thing I always try to remind myself is they haven't spooked yet. And they might not. Right. Like I, and I try to tell myself, just act like they're not going to. Take deep breaths. Breathe so they can hear you. Mm-hmm. And just act like nothing's mm-hmm. going to happen, even if you think it is.
0: That's a big one.
1: Um, you know, you can very many people create an issue where there shouldn't be one because they're stressed about the situation. And what
0: is their heart rate doing that's communicating to your horse? Because right. your horse feels your heart rate from four feet away. Yeah. So if your heart rate is elevated, that horse is going to be like, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what, what's the problem, right? Yeah. And so and having control of your heart rate isn't necessarily something that's very easy to do. And it takes yeah. years of practice. And I'm not there. Wim Hof yeah. is there. <laughs> um, but that's going to be a, a long journey. But just being mindful of it and taking yeah. those deep breaths, slow breaths in, slow breaths out.
1: I think... I think for one final tip, because there are a few bonus ones in there. This wasn't really a five-tip episode classic <laughs> for you and me. Right. Um, you know, one thing that my friend does is has – she has her dad walk her horse around the horse park because he's so calm. Mm, yeah. And so that, that way the horse kind of gets away and gets to be with someone calm. <laughs> I love <laughs> Cause that. Because she's nervous, well, right? She's at least she's yeah. self-aware. Yeah, yeah, and she's self-aware. but I love that. Yeah, my, my best friend, actually, I go with her to horse shows, and she calls me my human-weighted blanket. That's um, perfect. And – but I also – I have heard some people call for their friends their human Xanax. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so So look for that. You're uh, – you get – you give your horse perfect prep. You, you need uh, – you need a form, you need a person who's yeah, going to do that a, for you and your a big horse point, as well. too,
0: we use Perfect Prep, we use Nupa yeah. Feed. I love Nupa Feed. Oh, um, yeah, I
1: love Nupa Feed, too. Such a good yeah, one. Yeah, we didn't even touch on supplements. Right. That's a whole
0: nother Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast,
1: but right. we got to <laughs> wrap this one up. This is a mini. So, Melissa, thank you so much for being here. Thank I you hope so much. You, uh, I, I, hope, uh, I hope your horses don't see dead people this season. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. The spirits are you on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let's not the spirits be us on the ground. (laughs) Hopefully the spooky horses don't make us ghosts. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.